across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the Terraces, on Cambridge 105 Radio. Afternoon and welcome to another From the Terraces. Lots of football and lots of other things to talk about as well uh, this week. Um, I've got no clock in the studio, so I hope I'm going to get my timings right, but uh, you probably wouldn't notice even if I didn't. I make those mistakes anyway. But uh, as I say, uh, we've got the... Uh, I keep calling it the Papa John's Trophy, which is wrong now, of course, because it's not sponsored by Papa John's. It's now just the League Trophy. Uh, so uh, when we get Matt on, he can tell us all about that game because we know how he loves that. So uh, he won't have even... Uh, probably doesn't even know the score, actually, to be fair. And then there was the uh, Wigan game yesterday, which we can talk about as well. Cambridge City are in cup action today. Biggles Wade, uh, three o'clock kickoff uh, after beating Leighton. They're in the second qualifying round of the FA Cup. Uh, and that's going to be an interesting one. I spoke to Robbie this morning, then I'm going off to the uh, game as soon as this is finished. And Histon have won a league game. <laughs> uh, congratulations to uh, Lance and the boys. It must be, uh, well, not necessarily a huge weight off the shoulder, but at least some of the weight off the shoulder. Uh, Coventry 93-2, they did it the hard way, and I spoke to Lance this morning. We'll be talking about that later on. Great result for Cambridge United. Women won all against Norwich. Uh, a big improvement from the 6-0, uh, 6-1, 6-0, 6-1 loss at the start of the season in the Cup, albeit uh, a different team that was playing. Uh, but a great result there. Uh, 5,000 people watched that game at Carrow Road, so good for the girls. Uh, Cambridge City, unfortunately, uh, an 8-3 loss. We'll be talking about that later on as well. Um, but we'll... St- oh, I should say... Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, you can all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 That's 07919 70490. Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. And we'll start, as we usually do, with uh, Cambridge United. Right, okay, so uh, before we start talking about football, I'm going to get Matt on the line, although uh, we were going to talk about the uh, league uh, the uh, league trophy, so he won't uh, know anything about that one, but I'm going to get him on anyway because we're not going to talk football straight away because obviously two big bits of news that have come out from the club this week. The first is Mark Bonner's long-term contract with the club not saying anything about how long that is and I guess that's their business who needs to know that Uh, but a great appointment and I think really shows what the club are looking for Uh, we've got Matt on the line so we just said I was going to go straight into what I call it what we still call the Papa John's trophy but isn't but I figured that probably wasn't going to make you very happy so we'll leave that for the moment Uh, big news from the club of course uh, this week two things first of all Mark Bonner signing that long-term contract um, which I think is a really big thing uh, for the club and shows we're on this continuing journey to uh, get the club to you know a, a realistic level. We're not saying we're going to be Premier League in the next 10 years, five years or however. We're just saying that we're, we're, we're better than where we are uh, and we need to improve to uh, show that to everyone. But I think signing Mark up on a long-term contract is the start of showing that kind of commitment off the pitch. 
Yeah, and, um, you know, we're coming into the last few months of his deal as well. Um, and, you know, it's good to see that the, the football club have, you know, shown Mark loyalty after, you know, last season where, you know, it did get tough um, for him and uh, you we weren't particularly very good at all. Um, and a lot of people, including myself, said, you know, Mark should have gone, he should have been sacked. Um, but the board stuck with Mark. Um, you know, he got got through the periods and, you know, we, we managed to stay up on the last day, you know, through good results from ourselves and, you know, luck from, uh, you know, a lot of other teams. But, you know, for him to then, you know, go and sign a new deal uh, when the, the football club have offered him one uh, shows his, his commitment and his loyalty as well. You know, again, that was questioned last year when the Rotherham job came up and it sounded like, he, you know, he wanted out. So... You know, he, he's shown that he's committed and, he, you know, he wants to stay here and, you know, finish off, you know, something that is, you know, quite obviously starting to him. You know, there's a real buzz around the football ground again at the moment in terms of, you know, what's happening on the pitch and, you know, potentially what's happening off it as well with the, the training facilities being rebuilt and, you know, looking like they're going to come into some sort of half-decent standard than what, than what we have had and, you know, ever and then you know obviously hopefully you know with the deal of you know the board and the support club you know finding a way to work together you know potentially redeveloping the abbey into a you know a facility ready for you know the future and beyond and bigger crowds so yeah as you say it was a really positive start to the week with that news and a long-term deal means that you know if any football club wants mark now they're going to have to pay even more money out for him yeah, exactly, and I think that, that that's the key thing. And uh, Slim, I guess, for, in t- from a player, from a playing perspective, uh, a very welcome piece of news for for the uh, for the not just the players, but the backroom staff and everyone involved in that. Yeah, I think um, when you look at kind of any club, any organisation, continuity um, is really important. And to have um, Mark staying on for the foreseeable is really good news uh, for the players because you know they know that they're going to be cracking on with their jobs and they know what um, he's expecting from them and for the staff as well it just makes those relationships and um, you know friendships much easier because you know who you're dealing with and and I think that's that's the key thing, isn't it? We could it, the, the knee jerk reaction could have been taken at any you know any stage from sort of like uh, November onwards last season, and we could have got rid of him. Um, but they stuck with him even though things weren't going well, and he admitted things weren't going well, and we didn't appear to have an answer. But we stay up and we move in, and we've made a great start to this season. And it kind of shows you that clubs that are, their first choice is to drop managers as soon as the as soon as things turn bad. You know, it's it's a very short sighted attitude and. Because of what we're doing at the club, both on and off the pitch, obviously, uh, you know, it's it's very important to us that we maintain that continuity. Yeah, exactly. I think I agree with that. Um, like you said, um, they could have been quick to get rid of him last season. Um, I think in the re- results-based industry, like I've alluded to a few times, that's not something that's uncommon. Yeah. Um, but uh, you've got to commend um, the board and all, all the people that were involved in that decision uh, for making what seems to be the right decision. 
I did talk to uh, Mark, this was actually after the Wigan game, in fact, uh, just to talk about his, his appointments, uh, which he very modestly didn't want to talk about, um, but also about you know where we've come from. And, and I think, Matt, we were talking about this at the Wigan game, that uh, you know we remember those days probably about 10 years ago, New Year's Day at Braintree in the pouring rain with rain coming through the roof. And then we're, you know, we're at the DW Stadium playing a champion, to all effects and purposes, a championship side. Uh, and it is a, a great thing. And just let me, this is what he had to say. Um, let me just grab that. This is what he had to say about, uh, you know, what was going on in terms of the progression of the club uh, and his role within that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's really um, tempting to always look back and think how far you come, but that, that just can't really be for me because my bit is yeah. like, where's the next bit for us? So I do love the fact that that's been the journey, but I also know that if we want to keep being at this level and being a good team at this level and striving for better we have to keep thinking about what the next improvements are from the club and the team and the staff and everything else so I think that's um, that's what I am pleased with but certainly you know we're getting really good crowds at home we're getting brilliant following away from home um, and, I, and I think people are coming because they like the club that we are they like the environment and the uh, uh, in the stadium they like the values that the club put out and I, and I think we keep giving them teams that they can be really proud of and, and like watching so I guess that's the, the fundamental part my part is try and help the team be better and um, at the moment I think we're doing a good job but um, you're only as good as the last game that you've played and you, you know we've got to keep chipping away to improve and, and getting results and that shows that now we're seeing fans complaining about the fact that tickets aren't available for home games is that right? Blimey, yeah. Uh, certainly seats, I know. So, yeah, I mean, it is great. It's great that the, the, the numbers are building like they are. It's great that there's so many young fans, so many new fans, many that don't know the days you spoke of earlier. Um, so, yeah, they have to understand that we have come a long way and they have to understand who we are at the level we're at. And I think that I love the humility that we've got. We know who we are, where we're from, and um, actually how hard it is at this level. But that doesn't limit our thinking and ambition to how good we want to be and, and how we want to come and we want to come and win at places like this. You know, that, that's the task for to try to become that team and uh, it's, a, it's a long task we've got some massive challenges ahead of us no doubt this season um, and there'll be some tough periods but I also know that we've got a real togetherness and I think we've got some good players that can really help us yeah, apologies for the noise in the background. Yes, that was a fleet of lawnmowers that they brought out onto the Wigan pitch virtually as soon as it had finished. Um, but Matt, I mean, you know, the the, the growth and, and development of the club is something we've talked on uh, over the last six six to nine months as being really evident now. Not only the commitment from Paul Barry and the, and the owning uh, and the owning consortium, but uh, at, at every level, we're you know we're planning and making everything for the long term in a sustainable way, so we don't end up you know I mean we can't. Spend spend our way to the Premier League because we don't have a backer that can do that but even if we did many clubs find that you know that that's the that's the recipe for disaster we're going for the kind of sustainable approach to get there well perhaps not as I say the Premier League at the moment but to, to get further up um, without breaking the bank and without putting ourselves in financial risk yeah absolutely and I, and I think there's there's been a real um, you know the idea has always been, you know, to try and, you know, move forward as much as we can in terms of, you know, we, we know what we have got. Um, and you look at our facilities and, it, it, you know, a, a lot of our facilities, whether, it, you know, it's, it's the training pitch and, and everything else, you know, they're, they're not of a league one standing, which obviously, you know, firstly makes it very, very hard to, to attract, you know, half decent players, um, you know, to the, to the football club. And then secondly, as much as we, we love the Abbey and you know, we love everything about it, and um, 
you know, you, you hear the crowds are getting bigger, which is, you know, a fantastic off-the-field drive as well as on-the-field drive from everybody to get more people in. You know, we need that. We know we need, you know, better and newer facilities than what we have got. So, and, you know, to have a, to have the board that are on the same wavelength, you know, that you see that we need to have these things change and, you know, to be able to, you know, you know, potentially reach that limit of, you know, say the championship and, you know, see where we go from there um, and and have something to show people as well, Tim. I think that that's always been the thing, you know, it's always been talk about what we could do and what we might do and this, that and the other. But now we're actually, A, doing stuff, but B, we've got something to show people, you know, this is what we're going to have, this is what we're trying to do. And also the engagement from the board to the fans, you know, being you know being a lot more transparent and open, and you know being able to ask questions, and you know you might not get the answer that you want, but you you'll get an answer at some point from the football club. It's things like that, you know, that that make you know fans want to come and a watch these players and b want players to come and play for this football club because they're excited about what we're trying to do. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's all sunshine and roses after, you know, the dark days of yesterday's, but there's going to be more more ups and downs, as we know, because that's football, isn't it? You know, we're never always going to be on an upward trajectory. We might, you know, have to plateau for a season or two just to, you know, then move forward again or even take a step back to take two forward. So, but yeah, everything so far at the moment, Touchwood is, is going really well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I mean, long may it continue and long may it continue in a sensible fashion. Yeah, it's not what everyone wants. We'd like, a, you know, a rich backer coming in from somewhere and spending millions on the club. And that would be nice if we could get it. But it's it, at the moment, there's no sign of that happening. So we have to do with what we've got to do. And if you're going to do that, you've got to do it sustainably to, for the good of the club. Um before we get onto the football, one more one, which which is it's great because I've never seen the uh, uh, social media so united um, around a, a common cause, and that is of course the uh, club badge. <laughs> um, first of all, go on, go on, Matt, uh, like or hate, or, or like or not so not so like or absolutely hate. Uh, it's it's not for me. Absolutely <laughs> not for me. Um, I, I like the video that they did. So the I, video, I the yeah. Video. It, it was absolutely excellent, you know, a really impressive video. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, with, with the impressive video having to try and explain, you know, what the, the new badge is trying to show and this, that and the other kind of, you know, made it a, a lot, lot easier for, for people to hate it because it's just like, well, why have you got to explain this? You know, we, we want something, you know, we know what our football club's about. And yes, I know you're trying to sell our football club to other people, but don't try and sell it to your own fans first because we already know what it's about. You know, we, that's why we support this football club. So, yeah, it's it's not mine. It's a bit Americanized. It's a bit... Um, you know, I don't know, just not messy. Just I don't get the book thing, um, the bridge as well. Yeah, I know we've had it, but yeah, again, it doesn't really make sense. So uh, I feel like they they need to go back to the drawing board. And as you say, Tim, it makes a change for the fan base to be so united. <laughs> Completely <right>. united, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I mean, the, the, the you're right. I think about the explanation. Um, the, the really weird thing is that, that this the fact that it's Magdalen Bridge supposedly on the old one and on the new one. I mean, that the 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 kind of thing 
thing that's portrayed on the uh, um, uh, the toilet seat, which is the current badge, which I still can't get over now, looks like a toilet seat when someone told me. Uh, and this new one is that you wouldn't, if you if you were any, if you knew Cambridge, you wouldn't recognise that in any way, shape, or form as the Magdalen Bridge anyway, because it doesn't look anything like that. So I'm not sure why why we've chosen to name which particular bridge it is, because most people wouldn't even see it as a bridge. In fact, when I first saw it, I assumed it was the old turrets from the Castle Hill Keep that's now now no longer there. I didn't even realise it was supposed to be a bridge, but but it is weird. And I think for me, and I, and I get why we want to change, why the club want to change for you know for for rights and and, and media um, media I think media friendly bits and things like that. For me, that it sh- it should have United in in endeavour on it. I think first of all, I think that's a that's a, that's a really good thing to have on it. But but it does look. Yeah, it, it it does look kind of you know they've gone too far down the road of let's make it ultra modern and for me someone someone pointed out it looks a bit like a transformer and from a distance it does and my first thought I couldn't even see Joe showed it to me while I was driving um, and I couldn't see it from where he was and it, the first thing that struck me was it looks a bit like a wolf's badge just the, just the colouring of it I think gives that that thing but I, I yeah I think it it is interesting that it has raised so much uh, so much anger. Uh, and dislike from the fan base and people who apparently according to the Facebook page people who've uh, stuck up for it have been uh, I don't know whether they really have been receiving death threats but they say they have uh, which is obviously complete, completely unwarranted um, so let me, you were saying beforehand that it, they're, they're not really talking about it uh, you know the, 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 the players aren't really talking about it well yeah from what I've kind of experienced I think I've only seen the badge once and it was because one of my mates sent it to me. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be a massive thing at the club at the moment. Um, I don't know whether that's... I guess it's it's, it's a good thing, really, because obviously all the lads were focused on uh, the game yesterday and yeah, know, training yeah. and things like that. But yeah, no one's really yeah. spoken much massive about Massive disaster. <laughs> and I won't embarrass you by asking you whether you like it or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we were chatting about it on Saturday after the game. And the interesting thing is what they're going to do next. They've said they're going to come out for comment, which they did obviously before this came out. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Matt they can continue with this design, or are they going to have to go back to the to the drawing board? Uh, I I've got a horrible feeling that as much as the the fan base don't like it, I've I've got a horrible feeling that they're kind of set on it. So whether they've they've done this new badge and they've had feedback from companies and everybody else, you know, again we don't know. This is all pure speculation. Um, but for, for the way that they've kind of you know, as I say, the video, very very smart video, very good video, and. Um, the way they kind of advertised it afterwards, and I don't know if you saw any of the photos, Tim. You know, there was like a, a photo with like Harrison with it on its on, on, on yeah. a training shirt or something on the side of the main stand as the players sort of came in on one of the you know the the, the match. You know, there was a match. Uh, you know, one of the players in match, and it then put the you know the the new badge sort of superimposed in onto it as well so i'm i'm kind of and i think there was a mug you know you know mug by a computer with the, with the, the logo on so the fact that they're putting this much effort into you know what they what they see it as uh, before they'd even kind of got the the fan base sort of you know diagnosis on it and everything seems to make me think that no matter what we 
think about it, they're just going to go ahead and do it anyway. So, which will be incredibly disappointing, and it will be a you know a real big mistake um, from the football club. And you know, I have to say, a lot of people are open to change. I'm open to change. I believe, like I, you know, as much as I love the the current badge we've got. You know, if there is a way to make it better and to try and improve it, and as you said, Tim, you know, United endeavour should be something that is on, you know, any new badge that we are p- proposing. Um, then I'm fine. I'm I'm really really happy for it. But yeah, let, let's not jump the gun and let's not try and start marketing a you know a badge and everything before you know the the fan base have had their say as well. You know, put it out there. Say, what do you think? And then go from there. Or is there three other options? Like, and if there are three other options, let's see those other options so we can kind of have a vote whether we want one of the other three, none of them. Or, you know, again, you know, somebody can come up with a, a different design. You know, maybe they see one of the fans might have got a good idea. I've seen a couple of good ones on social media. Yeah. So, um, so I hope they won't go through for it. But yeah, I've got a feeling they've already set their minds on it because somebody's told them it looks good. And that's my biggest worry there. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond because it's not it's not just a few people. And I know it's only social media, but you hear fans talking about it as well off social media, people who don't get on there and vent their views. And it does seem to be that there are a number of people who like it. There are a number of people who are ambivalent about it. And then there's an awful lot of people who are really, really against it. Um, it it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to the uh, to the comments that are being made and the comments that will inevitably be made once they actually formally ask for them. Um, Okay, let's get on to football now, Matt. As I say, just just uh, close your ears off for just a while. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Tuesday's <laughs> game first of all, which I know you're not counting, but uh, uh, it was away at Peterborough. That horrible dilemma for fans: they hate the competition, but they hate Peterborough. They want to go to a game to shout and scream, but they can't because it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a league cup. Uh, sorry, a league trophy game. So uh, there was actually quite a good number of people there, um, and they were being very loud, and uh, they were being. Um, uh, at times obnoxious and as they are uh, but at times incredibly funny some of the banter that was going on was absolutely fantastic but it, it didn't detract from uh, the game it wasn't the most exciting of games the problem is as Mark pointed out you, you change a lot of people around and it's difficult to gel as a team you don't do the team any favours um, but a bit of a lacklustre performance or at least a performance that didn't work as well uh, I'll just briefly play this is what Mark a uh, part of what Mark had to say to sum up uh, the game. Well, the first goal was a really poor one for us to concede because it's a free man in the box on the on the set play, so that was frustrating. And the second one, there's a foul um, in the build-up on Dunks, which is frustrating because the second one kills it a little bit. But first half, in, in all moments, I thought we had some quite good passages at time, lacked a bit of penetration in certain moments. And then in the second half, particularly found it too easy to go backwards too often and um, build deep, which we were happy to do. Uh, but didn't penetrate enough wide and into the box when we could have done and lacked a bit of quality in the top third. A couple of good chances, certainly around the edge of the box. Adam May, first half. Glenn, second half, the one that falls off the back of the set play. And then a couple of moments we take shots on when there's another pass in the move. One Glenn, second half. One Simps, first half. And he's off balance on his right foot. So little bits of that decision-making our attack and play could have been better. Little bits of our build-up play could have been faster. And um, then when you don't quite get that right, there are then moments where we got counter-attacked a little bit too easily with not intercepting or completing a first pass probably in six or seven moments in the game so there was parts of that I was I was all right with and and everyone will be better for it obviously we've 
juggled everything around tonight. We don't really help the lads on nights like tonight because we change loads of players in the team. We change lots in the game as well. So, um, but there's there's much bigger bigger things for us. So, um, yeah, a bit, bit disappointing in that sense because we want to progress in the competition. Yeah, it's. I mean, j- j- joking aside, I mean, the, the the competition exists, and we kind of we're in it. We, uh, you know, people will still say we don't, we don't care. We're not gonna we're not gonna support it. We're not gonna come along and watch it. It's interesting that Papa John's have dropped out of the sponsorship, and they haven't as yet been able to replace it, which might show how sponsors feel about it as well. But Salim, I mean, we've got three we've got three winners of the competition in the side at the moment. Uh, Adam May won it. Um, uh, I think it's Michael Morrison won it, and there's a third person I can't remember who it was but so so they've, they've, some of the players have experienced real success in it it's ten thousand pounds i think for a win um without penalties um so it's a it's a it's a good money earner for us and, and for players it's the chance potentially to uh you know get into a competition and uh, and there's a there's a path to Wembley for them so i i'm guessing the players are kind of it's just another game for them it's part of the uh, you know the season and they'll take it as seriously as anything else yeah so i think um kind of any competitive game you play to win and um cup games like uh like that cup uh they serve different purposes for different people you know so in the second half especially you would have seen a lot of young players getting minutes the likes of glenn the likes of mamadou um who's got his first minutes i think since injury so that's brilliant for him um really good to see adam may come back and get minutes so you know if these games don't really exist then it becomes tougher for them to get back in the squad because ultimately the league's the priority um, but yeah like you said as well there's a good pathway to Wembley it's a great experience um, I was on the bench against Rotherham uh, when we lost that day away mm-hmm. and even that was a great experience you know playing at that stadium and playing against top level players um, so yeah although fans may not take it as seriously I think the players will take it just as seriously and the management and staff will take it just as seriously yeah and I think Mark said in that you know at the end of the day it, it was perhaps it was perhaps a different if you look at it from a, a, the, the view of the game it was perhaps it was a, a bit of a di- you know disappointing performance but the reason is because you change loads of players and, and you give the youth a chance which fans are always screaming to, to get them on the pitch and give them a chance um, how difficult is it when you in, in games like that where you've, you substitute a lot of people uh, and because uh, it then becomes a little less cohesive because you, you haven't played loads together, um, you've been in training and everything else, but how di- difficult is it to fit into a game like that as a player? Well, I think it depends how much work you've had on it as a team together. Um, like that was, the, as you know, the, the games are really quite far and few between, so if we played another one next week, you'd like to think the performance will be better. But now they've got to wait however many weeks it is before the next one. So it's quite hard because you get out of rhythm. And, you know, like the, like you said, with the cohesion, it's something that's formed with um, consistency. And over time, it doesn't just happen in one session or, you know, in one game. Um, so it, it can be quite hard to, to fit into the team and for it to gel and um, run smoothly like it would do in a league game. And Matt, I mean, I know you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't really know probably what happened even in the game. We did lose two 0 by the way, just just uh, for your interest. Um, but for for me, obviously the the highlight of the game was the fact that Adam May played forty five minutes of football and uh, very nearly scored as well. Uh, just great to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Um, yeah, the, the 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 performance and the the result is kind of irrelevant. It was it's about minutes for those that you know haven't got 
many minutes during the season so far. And, you know, the, the as you say, the bonus is that Adam's come through 45 minutes unscathed. And um, I, I think, you know, Glenn, Glenn McConnell came on as well, didn't he? Yeah. And he got some minutes as well, which is, which is good to see. Um, and yeah, that, that's what that was what it was all about. And you know, for, for Adam, he's got those minutes, and obviously he, he wasn't going to be part of the match day squad yesterday because they've just got to see how he reacts. So you know, in between the games, and you know, it'll be it will start building up for him. So you know, potentially in, in the next uh, trophy game, whenever it is, because only only you care, unfortunately, Tim, for you. Um, you know, he'll get sixty minutes. You know, hopefully in the, in the next one, and that it will just be a start of a build up before integrating him into a bit more of the, of the match day squad because he'll be a great asset to have, uh, you know, once he's fit and firing again. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll get on to, uh, to, to, to the real football as you see it. Um, Wigan away on Saturday, um, a huge pitch, huge stadium um, and uh, essentially a championship side um, who struggled with financial difficulties uh, last year. They've had, uh, I think it was seven or eight points uh, deducted before they even started. So although they've, uh, although they're doing well, um, only on five points down at the bottom, um, so uh, you know, if they if they hadn't had that deduction, they'd be way up. They'd certainly be above, above us, just knocking on the door of the top six. Uh, although it's early early in the season, um, always going to be difficult for us. Um, we had our moments, uh, especially in the first five or ten minutes, where we looked really, really good, um, and then we started to struggle a little bit. Yeah, we did. Yeah, didn't we? It was. It was. You're. You're right. The first couple of minutes, uh, you know, looked really, really good. Moved the ball about well. Had some real good attacking intent. Um, you know, plenty of crosses into box. Unfortunately, you know, probably a little bit too deep at times. Um, and then, you know, Wigan did get a foothold into it and, you know, they broke the, well, I don't know if we were trying to play an offside trap, but it looked like we were trying to play a, a higher line. Um, than before and you know they were just getting beyond it Charlie White was you know breaking through our two centre halves although he did look offside you know sort of two or three times and um, you know it, it was it was a bit backwards and forwards it was a good game actually I have to say you know it was another good game I thought it was, you know two two reasonably good teams going at it again and um you know, going into the half time, you know, when I when I saw you, we we, we both said, didn't we? You know, it, it was a decent game. Um, you know, we were well in it. We'd had a couple of chances. Probably should have been ahead, but you know, they looked dangerous. So, and uh, you know, when they were popping the ball about, um, you know, they looked dangerous as well. And then you know, the second half, uh, well, I don't really know what happened. We kind of came out. Um, and then we, we, we lost our way a little bit. They scored a really good first goal. I mean, it was an excellent finish, wasn't it? Right into the, the far corner from the winger, you know, cut inside really well and curled it round two players into the corner. And then the, the, the second one, well, we just don't de- defend it properly, do we? It's, it's poor defending. Um, you know, the, the strike is left unmarked at the back post. And yeah, it goes in off the bar, but it was, it was a good finish. But we should do a lot, lot better with what we did. And um, they seem to have declared on 2 0, didn't they? They took off all most of their you know, players that had had an impact on the game. In, the, in those moments, and you know, we, we managed to get the, the penalty which for jury scored Tim, and um, we huffed and puffed again, didn't we? We just huffed and puffed, and it, it just didn't really look like we were going to get anything for it that we probably deserved. I think, you know, I think that we probably deserved the point, but 
you know, Wigan winning it for just for the better moments in the game was was probably just about right. Yeah, I think I think I think that's a that's a fair assessment of it. Actually, I mean, the yeah, the first goal was a really good finish, but the way he cut inside, and I think he went he went definitely past two people, if not three. And and Mark said, you know, we should have at least got to put a tackle in, um, but didn't. And the second one was just a, you know a, a defensive lapse that we've we've seen before, um, but we you know recently we kind of got out of those. They just didn't they just didn't pick a player up who ran through through a lot of people before uh, you know getting the ball in you know it, it was just disappointing that the ga- the goals we the, the goals we conceded really were not a reflection on how well we'd actually played um yeah we get the penalty at the end and then we had that mad 10 minutes at the end including two games of pinball in their 6 yard box where you kind of realize when neither of them went in and one of them was absolutely going full pelt into the back of the goal until they got a leg on it it was just one of those days where it, the, that last goal wasn't going to come and i think you know, I don't think if we'd got the equaliser, I think it would have been a reasonable result. I don't think people would have, Wigan would have been too unhappy about it, given the way they stopped playing towards the end. I think they perhaps didn't. You know, they they they, they kind of thought it was going to be easy and took took the foot off the pedal. You've seen some of the highlights, uh, Salim, but it, it wasn't the best of games. It wasn't the worst of games. I think it's just one of those ones that that comes along where. You know, you've not disgraced yourself by any stretch of the imagination, and you just put it down to playing a good side, and you move on to the next game. Yeah, I think especially you know this part of the season, you've got to just um, keep moving, keep improving. Um, I think if you look at uh, previous results that we've had against um, big clubs like Wigan, it's gone a lot worse. So you can see improvement on that on that side. Um, and like you said, there were some good bits in the game. There are a few um, moments where you know it's cost us, but that's that's football, and it's it's the fine margins that you've got to kind of eradicate. Oh, I thought you were going to say fine lines there. I thought you were going to do the dairy and say fine lines. Do you know it was funny actually because because uh, I was watching the um, the uh, Wolves game, uh, the Wolves Liverpool game, and I didn't realise that uh, Derry had gone there and was now first team coach. And you saw him on telly, and you just think, Ooh. <laughs> oh Wolves, yeah. I know. <laughs> But anyway, let's move on from that. The first, if you look at the table, it, I mean, I know it's only eight, seven, eight games in, but who'd, who'd have had Exeter followed by Fort Port Vale, followed by Oxford, followed by Stevenage as the top four in League One uh, uh, as as we approach the 10-game mark? I mean, you know, there's a lot of really good clubs, and I know Wigan, obviously, uh, would have been well up there had they uh, not had the points deduction, but there's Derby, um, you know, there's, uh, there's Bolton, there's Portsmouth are just about in it. Um, you know, there's a lot of clubs who are really doing nothing at this stage. Um, you know, you look down at the bottom end, and uh, again, Reading are, are in there. Perhaps again, I think there's is three points less than it should have been. But th- there's a bit of a surprising view of the table at the moment, Matt. Yeah, there is. Um, but then you know, you, you look at some of those teams that are up there. Um, you know, Exeter. I think they lost to Leighton Orient the other week, who obviously beat us. Um, and then they, I think, you know, they've they've potentially beaten Stevenage or lost to Stevenage or, you know, they've beaten Oxford. So, it, and there's things like that. And, you know, like Steve, Stevenage are up there who obviously we lost to, but, you know, they, they beat, you know, Leighton Orient who we lost to and, you know, they, they've lost a couple of games as well. And 
the, the thing is, is at the moment everybody is kind of beating everybody else. And if you if you're able to stick yourself a, a run of three, four games where you you don't lose a game, you know, if you win one, draw one, win one, draw one, suddenly you're you're up in those sort of upper limits of of the table. Uh, you know, we win a game at the moment, we shoot up, you know, towards the edge of the playoffs, and we lose a game, we go back down to sort of mid table. So it's it's really unsteady at the moment. Nobody's really taken off, like say, especially the bigger clubs who, are, you know, potentially the same as well. You know, they they seem to be losing a lot more than what they actually have been winning for now. But they still haven't kind of gelled at this point, and uh, you know they're still a work in progress. So um, you know, good good for the league as well. I have to say, you know, to have those those four teams up where they are now, it's a real advert for that this league is, is a little bit more open this year because normally we've had your Sheffield Wednesdays, your Ipswiches and you know, as you say your Boltons are normally up there straight away, aren't they, Tim? So, you know, really pleased to see these teams up there. We we've got, you know, Port Vale uh, this Saturday um at the Abbey. There's gonna be another big crowd as well and it'll be it'd be interesting to see what, you know, how they are after they were so bad, uh, you know, at the end of last season that only just stayed up. So good to see that they're, they're thing and hopefully we can get three points next week and just stop their momentum a little bit and, um, you know, we, we can move up the table as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, uh, uh, nicely leading us into the Port Vale game. Uh, yeah, a, a good number of tickets sold for that. Difficult to find a seat and, and will soon be difficult to find a standing place as well, uh, which is good for uh, the club. Uh, and now it's a 10th versus 2nd in the league as well, so it should be an interesting clash. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We shall uh, catch you again next week. Yeah. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Cool. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come and talk about uh, Cambridge United women. From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So finally decided, I completely kind of, the idea had never occurred to me to cover the men's and then the women's football from club to club to club rather than have a separate section at the end. Thanks to uh, Jesse's dad, Nigel, for that select section, uh, that suggestion. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, United uh, played Norwich last week in front of 5,000 people and they managed a one or draw, having lost 6-0 earlier on in the season, two games, three games ago. Very different sides playing that. Uh, that was a cup game um, with no real importance uh, as opposed to a league game but uh, a fantastic uh, result I spoke to Darren after training uh, last week this is what I had to say and also looking forward to the Actonians game this afternoon Darren it was uh, 5,000 people at Carrow Road to uh, watch a one-all draw great result uh, and a deserved point definitely a deserved point yeah we hit the crossbar just before we scored as well and I thought in the first half an hour we caused them all sorts of problems which was borne out by the fact that they changed two people at half time and, and changed their shape and actually then changed their shape again in the last 10 minutes to try and find another way to get around us but I thought our defending was excellent we, we just looked comfortable with what we did when we didn't have the ball and we and we enjoyed it you know the girls were celebrating their little mini wins along the way and that's that's what we want us to look like ultimately is be, be a team that are a little bit harder to break down and take our chances when we get one and yeah it was a really pleasing performance really pleased in front of that many people as well you know I think a lot of people would have probably frozen we didn't we really relaxed and enjoyed the game from the first moment so lovely game for to be involved in but um, most importantly for us it was really good to go away from home and get another point 
and an experience obviously for the girls playing at Carra Road on a really nice pitch in front of so many people even if you did get booed when you scored the goal <laughs> yeah getting booed when we scored a goal was a new experience for me um, not had that one before but uh, yeah it was a great experience and as I say I, I said to the girls before the game it's, uh, it's an opportunity but it's only an opportunity if we take it that, that was what the important message was is that we've got to take it for it to become something that we look back on and go well that was, that was a great opportunity and we took it we don't want to just look back and go it was an opportunity we failed on so um, yeah I was really Really pleased with the way we attacked the game, stuck to the game plan really well, which was important. If we if we had a game plan and we all stuck to it, we had a chance. Yeah, and I, as I say, I genuinely think that point was at the least we deserved on on the day, and you know that's the first time that uh, we've got close to Norwich in a while, and and I think you know that gives us a renewed confidence going forwards. And that's it. It's, di- it's difficult to really draw the comparison between the game at the start of the season in the cup uh, and this one because of different teams, different levels of readiness for the season. But obviously, it is a big improvement. Massive improvement, yeah, and, and credit to the girls because from from that Norwich defeat, I saw a real positive enthusiasm from them at training. You know, they came in, they bounced into training on the Tuesday, so determined to do well. The work rate that that first Tuesday after that Norwich game uh, in the cup was phenomenal, and we and we referenced it and said, you know, we're going to have to work really hard now to get close. We've got a game against them two weeks later, and the task for us is to try to get some points between now and then, and then try to be close to them. And you know, we succeeded in both of those. Our results in the league since then has been a win at home and two. A Away draws one after being two 0 down, and the other one at Carrow Road in front of five thousand. When you know it was as you say, we got booed for even scoring a goal. So um, yeah, really delighted with the resilience we've shown in that period. It's Actonians uh, this weekend at home. Uh, difficult game, obviously a very good side last year. Not quite started in the same way as they finished uh, at the end of the season, but uh, still going well. And of course, first people to take a point off Ashford. Yeah, and that, and that shows you exactly the quality they've got because anybody at the moment that's taking a point off Ashford is doing really well. Yeah, it'll be a really tough game and we've got a, a couple of people unavailable as well which makes it a little tougher but again, much the same as with Norwich we'll attack the game in the same way we'll go out there to try and win our home games in particular and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game it's another chance to build on what we've done already and another chance for the, for the players to go out there and show just how good they are you say you've got some people missing injuries as well. Is that affecting you? Yeah, we have. Yeah, so we've got a few that we're still trying to nurse back in. So Harley Jean and Ella Marden, in particular, are, are a struggle. We're ris- missing Rachel Kosky, who was one of the well, was player of the match against Norwich, is missing, and Bella Simmons is missing. So yeah, not not ideal, but um, I've got a really good squad of players now, and I'm really looking forward to the game. And good luck to uh, Cambridge United. That should be an interesting game. Uh, it's a home game. If you want to go and see it, it starts in uh, 16 minutes if you can get down there by then. But uh, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be getting reporting at least a point there. Take a quick break and we'll talk about uh, Cambridge City. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Oh, I'm really thrown there because everything's gone really quiet on the uh, the bit the bit that says that we're broadcasting. So I'm, I hope we're still broadcasting. It's death. Apparently we all are. I just can't. Oh, I can hear something. That's okay. I was just panicking then that we weren't actually on air. Um, there you go. Uh, so Cambridge City uh, didn't play yesterday, obviously, because they've got the cup game today. Uh, just a clash of the, the ground sharing uh, didn't allow it to happen yesterday. Spoke to Robbie this morning uh, talking about uh, the Biggleswade game, um, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's certainly been a, a busy cup month, uh, like you say. And um, yeah, it's been one of those that, you know, the form that we've shown, uh, and I think I spoke to you last week about this, you know, it's, it's great that, you know, our form in the Cups have been great. But, you know, we need to, when we do eventually get back to, to league action, we need to take 
certainly the performances and 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 the, and the way we've played in, in those games into those league games and you know because of how fixtures are working out now we've got a few uh, Tuesday Saturdays that are starting to sort of pile up as we move through into um, the, the end of September um, October so yeah it's you know it's one of those where you know it's great for for the club and in terms of the the prize money that we're we're able to to sort of bring bring in so far um and hopefully you know today we can be hopefully successful and we can put some more money into that pot um but yeah it's just you know for for a club like us who are you know are funded you know by an individual and a family it is a nice sort of buffer for them because it, it helps, you know, the running costs of the team. You know, we have to pay for coaches to away games. And so it just means that a lot of that at the moment is being covered by, you know, our early exploits in the uh, in both cups. And as you said, it'd be it'd be great to move forward in this one, uh, but but not an easy game by any means. No, no. Um we we went out to the I think it was last year. Um at the same stage, I think it was so, or it might even have been around earlier. So, yeah, we we know we've had them watched uh, twice over the last week or so. So, we know what they're about. They're a very um, hardworking team. There, there's a very good togetherness around them because they've played a lot of football together over a, a number of years. So, so we know that they've got that togetherness. And they never never say die attitude that they they'll bring to the game and. You know, they've added one or two good signings over the summer. And I think, you know, they've started, I think they've played four, one, two, lost two. Um, so we're expecting a, another tough, another tough game. Um, you know, we've, we've played two teams in that central league and, you know, the, the two results have been very positive. Um, so we're hoping that, you know, if we can perform to, to the levels that we have performed to over the last two, three weeks, then hopefully we'll, we'll come out on top. But, you can never take anything for granted and you know if we don't work hard enough and, and we don't work harder than them then you know we won't get anything from today's game um, that's for sure but you know we go go into it full of confidence um, we've got a clean bill of health and yeah it's a game that we're you know really really looking forward to and as you say a, a clean bill of health it's uh, it's not often you hear that from uh, Cambridge City unfortunately it's been some very bad luck but uh, yeah you, you're able to fulfil a, 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 you know put out there a, a real strong side then yeah we are we welcome back um, um, Liam Chadwick we welcome back Ryan Ingrey from last week so you know the, the, the group gets stronger um, and like I say we're the only absentees at the moment are Ben Bradley and Tommy Rigby, who are, are pretty long term, and, and Ryan Swift. Um, so all three of those are pretty long term. Um, so yeah, it's it's as strong as we can be, um, and you know we're hoping that you know the, the strength and depth that we have now. Um, you know, you saw last week at Kings Langley being able to bring on Mikey Davis and and you know stand up front. You know, it, it helped us go on and kick on in those closing stages. So, you know, the group that we have now, we're really pleased with. Um, there's one or two things potentially going on in the background to try and improve that group. Um, we do feel we're sort of a wide man light at the moment. So we're trying to sort of act on that at the moment. So, you know, hopefully a successful day today. And, you know, next week we're, we're able to bring one or 
maybe two in that can help. You know, we've got a, a lot of fixtures coming up and, you know, we've got a few players missing over the next couple of weeks due to, you know, holidays and, and things that are going on beyond our control. So we need to make sure that we don't lose that quality as we move forward. And you, you talked about the league very early on in this interview. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the bread and butter. Uh, if you go back to the league table at the moment, obviously because you've fallen games behind, you're in that relegation zone now, uh, but you've got games in hand over most of the bottom half of the table. Um, but you're playing rugby, who will be an interesting one uh, in a midweek game, the first one back. That's a, a midweek game. Um, and they're in a position a couple of points above you on the same number of games. So that'll be quite... A, good one to get back into the swing of league football and hopefully bring that form in from the uh, cup games yeah it would um, I'm sitting here saying that because we're playing late and next Sunday um, and then we have uh, a very quick turnover on the Tuesday to play rugby so um, it's not ideal um, because obviously they'll get the extra 24 hours recovery that we won't get and you know it's a game on Astro which Again, it, it takes a lot out of our lads, you know, in terms of some of the uh, the older ones, that's for sure. And you know, it's not it's not great on the on the knees and the ankles. So, look, it it's not the most ideal game because, like you say, that's one of those games where we're at home and yeah, you know, because of where we've been uh, in terms of performances, it's one where you know we'd be excited to play and and really sort of show certainly our form in cups into the league and certainly against a team that uh, in and around us. Um, so. You know, it's one of those things. We'll we'll deal with that um, as and when it it comes. You know, before that, we have two very tricky uh, FA Cup and FA Trophy games against Leighton again next week. So, you know, that that's our main focus at the moment is today, um, and then moving on to next week. But like I say, that's early on in the interview when I mentioned about yeah. players being unavailable, and you know, and and that's a game where we probably need to probably try and get one or two fresh legs in to, to help us get through that week. Um, you know, if we can do it, it'd be great. If we can't, then we, we go with what we've got and we have to try and uh, patch us up as best we can for that rugby game. But like I say, we, we've got every confidence in whoever at the moment pulls on a, a City shirt and there's a great togetherness, there's a great willingness to, to improve. And, you know, everything we're trying to do in training is... You know, the, the guys are really taking on what we're trying to get them to do. Um, and, yeah, hopefully um, a successful day today. Hopefully a successful game next week. And then leads us into that game against rugby on on the back of, you know, a really good month of, of cup competition. And, you know, the bread and butter of the league is, is like you say, we... Uh, to be honest, I haven't really looked at the table. Um, so thanks for telling me that we're in the bottom yeah. four, Tim. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> um, that. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, but but yeah, so it's um, it's one of those that, you know, the table 10, 12 games in, that's when, you know, we'll be becoming a bit more. If we're down there at that point, then, you know, we should be worried, especially with this group of players. Um, but, you know, you can never take anything for granted, like I said earlier. And, you know, we need to, work really hard over the coming sort of three or four weeks, um, you know, when we do get back into league action and, and try and, you know, sort of propel ourselves up that league and and not have the worry of looking over our shoulders as we move forward. 
God, we're so, so busy talking in the studio. <laughs> I completely forgot about the end of that interview. Um, yeah, so good luck to them. I'm going down to that game uh, as soon as we've finished here. Um, Cambridge City women, um, we talked about the difficult position they were in last week, having had a good start in the uh, league determining round for the plate versus cup trophy. They won uh, and are in the cup, but then a 4-0 loss uh, at Actonians, uh, a 4-0 loss at home to Norwich. Uh, and then they go to Chesham, where they really they needed uh, they needed a, a result because Chesham again had had a poor start. Um, they were three 0 down in fifteen minutes, and it turned out to be eight three in the end to Chesham. Um, and it, it, it wasn't. I mean, a that's a that's a really poor result for a, a team that's looking to you know move on up. Um, but also the manner of the goals. Apparently, they were you know the, each of the goals was almost a carbon copy of the last, with them going over the top of the back. T- the, you know the middle the middle two, and then a speedy striker chasing up or a speedy winger coming in and scoring the goal. So they could, didn't seem to manage to learn from what was going on. Um, I did speak to Paul, but um, there's a, there's a number of issues going on there, um, and I don't want to uh, uh, preempt anything and uh, and talk about it. Um, uh, Paul has promised me that we'll have a chat uh, sometime this week, so uh, we'll get an update, uh, a better a better update next week on that one. Um, they, they go from bad to worse in terms of games. They're at uh, Ashford, who uh, are top of the league, so it'll be interesting to see how. How they can cope with that but uh, yeah it is what it is then we'll talk about it more later um we'll close then uh with histon i won't pay the jingle because we're running out of time spoke to lance this morning first win of the season uh as now under their belts this is what he had to say about that so lance uh first league win yesterday uh, great news three points on the board but uh, you choose not to do it the easy way three nil up at half time uh, they pulled it back to three one i think there was then a sending off for their team uh, you then uh, got back to 3-2 and uh, a save in the last minute from Sam Roach uh, kept that at that and you pick up the three points Yeah I mean I think I just said I mean we, we rode our luck a bit yesterday but then we haven't had much luck throughout the season thus far so yesterday we had a fair share of it I won't lie um, I think Coventry probably deserved a draw come the end of it uh, down to 10 men they were still energetic they were vibrant they were aggressive in everything they did uh, and we hung on but you know we the pleasing thing was we scored two goals from set pieces, um, both from good blurries from Lewis Mayer, and then a regain from Marcus that you know not once but twice, and then I think it was Efrain that Cooley finished to make it three 0 before half time. And you go in at half time, you're comfortable. We go, we, we say you know clean sheet now obviously would be our most prominent objective, you know, because we haven't kept many clean sheets if any at, at all this season, and yet we, we kind of hit the self destruct button, you know. But then you have to give country. You know, some credit because they've obviously had a bit of a roasting at half time. They've come out and they've they've had a proper go. And then when they get sent to that, uh, have a man sent off, which wasn't a sending off in my mind. I think it's a harsh decision. They galvanised themselves and went again. And I think, you know, like you say, Sam makes a good save towards the end. Uh, and we just hung on. But yeah, long overdue and uh, much appreciated. And I guess if you look at you, you say you didn't necessarily, put, you weren't necessarily the better team, but you had the luck this week. And, and you know there is a, there is an element of luck to the game and uh, the way it goes. It, it, I mean, you can't you can't maintain that because obviously that's that's down to the will of the gods. But the way in which you 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 held on, whereas in previous times you may have just let that last goal come in or even two goals come in and taken nothing from the game, that at least must give you some uh, you know some some pleasure in. 
Well, we, we they call it the uh, I can't say the word, but it's four letter word. We get the sandwich, and it's uh, they, they, I said this after the game that where we've done so many good things, then let ourselves down, and then obviously do some more good things towards them when we defend resolutely to, to win the game eventually. But you know, we, we were comfortable at three and a half time, and that's when you really want to go on and 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 press your kind of authority in the game. And we didn't do that, and we got put on the back foot the second half. And like I say, credit to Coventry the way they went about it, but. We've, we deserve a bit of luck. We've not had much this season with regards to injury and, you know, one or two goals we conceded as such and decisions that have gone against us. But, you know, we, we both say it's three points. You know, it's, again, another little step in the right, in the right direction with a nice easy game against St. Nick's on Tuesday coming. Yeah, I was going to just, I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't going to dip into that one just there. Uh, you, new signings obviously came in um, uh, last week um, and uh, Lewis May, you're saying, uh, responsible for the uh, the two set pieces. Um, obviously uh, a great addition to the side and uh, looking really good. Matt, uh, Lewis Mayer, we know of his quality. Obviously, he worked with us as a, as a young lad and he's come in, he's given us energy down the left side, he's given us real quality on the ball. His delivery from set pieces has been exceptional. Um, and we could have scored two or three others from it. You know, their goalkeeper, the SD, was, was a little bit shaky at times, uh, to say the least. And uh, we took advantage of that. And certainly from set pieces, we looked a threat. Um, general play, you know, he, he gives, us, gives us an outlet as well. So, you know, he's, he's a great addition and hopefully Matt Allen will be available for us Tuesday night. And uh, going to Tuesday night, you obviously uh, you, you you can bask in the glory of three points, however you got them uh, from the Saturday. But uh, it is on to St Neat, who have started the season uh, fantastically well. Uh, that's going to be a, a real hard game. But again, you you, you want to go out and uh, and give the best and hopefully pick something up from it. Yeah, we do. And again, you know, we've, we've had them watched, obviously, and, you know, they're a good enterprising side. The guys went to watch them and said it's probably one of the best sides he's seen this season, but I think they've lost their last three. So it just shows you that anyone in this league can beat anybody on their given day. So if we can turn up like we did yesterday and perform with, with the ball, you know, like we have, but then be better without the ball, I think we will give ourselves a, a strong chance. And in terms of selection, uh, are you talking about Matty Allen may be able to play, um, but uh, any other injuries that you're concerned with at the moment? No, really. I mean, Ollie Brooks didn't play yesterday because he had tonsillitis and was struggling with that. So he may be available again for Tuesday night. But obviously, Matty Allen will come into the squad. Uh, we still have no Ed Rolfe, no Luke Crisp, no Connor Barnes, but they're all sort of two, three. Unfortunately, we're going we're gonna to lose the rest of that one because um, uh, if my timing's right, we're about to lose this. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again Cambridge next week. 105 if you're thinking of watering your garden soon, wait. The daytime heat will make it evaporate. Did you know the best time is in the evening after the day has cooled down? In need of legal advice you can trust, Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. It's not all happy ever after for couples. Every family goes through difficult times, but Woodfine Solicitors can help you face those challenges, deal with personal crises and get you back on track. We're upfront and transparent about our costs. Find out more at woodfines.co.uk and arrange a no obligation chat. Woodfines. Cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio. Last year we gathered on a King's Parade for first time. It was not a lot of us, but now it's more than 1,000 Ukrainians arrived to Cambridge. It stops those carbon emissions, which none of us want, for very little visual impact. It's such a good opportunity for anybody, whether you want to get into broadcasting full-time or not. And it's always nice when you see community radio being supported. 